<laughs> Welcome to Sam and Maggie Hate Glee. All right. How, how's it going, so Maggie? I've, oh. I've made some bold, bold statements about yes. this episode. Yes, you did. Um, and I stand by them completely after okay. watching it again. Um, well, for the third time in recent, like... Sure, yeah. Uh, like the past month or so or whatever, because uh, I had to take notes. And yeah, I'm still standing by where like my stance. I'm not saying this is the best episode of Glee ever, though. I okay. have I, That is what I said verbatim. But it's the best episode of Glee in a while. You yeah. Know? yeah. Like, I feel like there's, there is, there has to be some episode that I'm forgetting that was just amazing, you know? But there's, yeah. there's, li- there's little downside to this one, in my opinion. Sure. Um, yeah. It sounds like you're not as hot about it, though. I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's an, it's a weird episode. <laughs> Maybe that's why I like it so much. It's bizarre. surreal. But I mean, it's enjoyable. Don't get me wrong. I did enjoy it quite a bit. It's just, it's weird calling this like one of the best episodes of Glee because it is so at the, it is both like very Glee and Mm -hmm. also just like not Glee at all. Like, yeah, totally. (laughs) Like it's just, it, it, it both has like the hallmarks of a classic Glee episode, but it also has like a dash of something that just isn't what we normally get. And I think that's what makes it really good, honestly. Yeah, totally. So. It's like uh, like character interaction, maybe. Yeah. And also the director, whose name is Paul McCrane, has some like super interesting choices, like cool choices that he made. Yeah. Um, particularly with like craning zoom shots. There's one in like a dance sequence, but there's also one as, as Kurt's describing something like, the shot moves from his lower leg and like zooms into his face but i don't know it's uh, i i think he just did a great job sure i mean i don't disagree i think i I think it's very well done from like a cinematography standpoint especially but and let's let's discuss the other artistic parts right now how do you think the puppets look i mean they're great the it's (laughs) what i the the only quibble i have is that Mm -hmm. literally it is implied in universe that Blaine makes all of these puppets. And we see a moment where he's like, and we'll get to it, but he's like talking to a teacher and then he's like, can I make mm-hmm. a puppet? And she's like, sure, I guess you weirdo. Yeah. And then he like picks up like a puppet head that is already made. Well, I have a, a suspicion that he was already doing that. <laughs> uh, That's true. The, the amount he was already, of puppets. Like, making it. Yeah. You know, the amount of puppets is too high for how much time we have during the episode also um like like with the implication that they are all actually yeah. made like or blaine is an amazing puppet maker yes like, <laughs> like jim henson levels of like genius well, i don't know if jim henson makes puppets that f- like quickly fast? And yeah, he's just fair. he's just good at making he was just good at making them and you know puppeteering them sure. but blaine is similarly good at puppeteering as well yes um so yeah. maybe he really shouldn't go to niata um <laughs> well, maybe, maybe he a, should go to puppet school maybe there's a class at niata for puppeteering i mean avenue listen, q was on broadway listen i've done some research into this the only good like puppeteering program is at the university of hawaii and it's a master's program so oh my God. 
That's amazing. <laughs> Isn't it? Oh also, my god, it is. Yeah. Also that you would have to live in Hawaii to do that? Like, just seems like to. a weird place. Uh, no. I, I was kind of expecting you to say something like, you know, somewhere in Indiana or in Illinois, mm-hmm. but no. No. Hawaii. <laughs> okay. Hawaii. So for puppets. Let's 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 jump into this episode, but of course, before we get there, um, just to clarify with everyone, it is season five, episode seven, Puppet Master, hence all the puppet talk. Um yep. it originally aired on November twenty-eighth, twenty thirteen, with get this. 2.84 million viewers. That's such a shame because it's so good. Has to be the lowest we've ever had. Like That sucks. It's so low, especially because <laughs> last week we had 4.09 million. That's like a full million fewer that tuned in Was for this la- episode. It's because of Blurred Lines, I bet. I mean... Wait, no. No, that was the week before. Let's see. Oh, yeah. It was... Well, it was well, the Billy Joel yeah. episode. <laughs> Really divisive for the audience, I'm sure. Um, um, yeah, yeah, well, Mr. Joel was not correct. Teens do not relate. <laughs> well, and also, I mean, Maggie, we just have to be frank about this. There was probably some pupping, uh, puppeting in the promo, and people were like, I don't think I want to see this one. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> Obviously, both of us love puppets. I love Everybody puppets loves so puppets, much. but... Not actually. Like, people who don't love puppets, I'm like, like, what's your problem? Like, what's your your deeper issue? I mean, someone in the episode doesn't like puppets, but it's more on how it looks to other people. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, we can talk about that when we get there. Um, You told us it was directed by who wrote the episode. It was written by Matthew Hodgson. That's um, Dalton Roomba in universe. Sure. Of course. We start the episode with a recap. It is sort of basic. It's just like Sue is principal. Don't forget she blackmailed Figgins to get this position. Yes. Uh, Jarley's broken up. And Uh Jake is uh, living his slut truth. Yeah, they they do take the opportunity to say the word man slut a a few times, which is... Yeah, mm. which, I mean... They don't do it in a supportive air. No. Which I, th- I think it's fine to use the word slut if you're being supportive. Sure. Um, yes. But they are... Th- Glee's not a very sex positive show in no. general. So, no. And, they are yeah, not. The other piece of the recap is um, Pamela Lansbury's creation. Um, Ugh, the band of members. That band name is so fucking horrible. <laughs> it's bad. So, don't worry. We'll have plenty of time for that. We start off the episode with what is becoming like alarmingly a, a trend. Theme. Yes, the New Directions noodling, just like playing yes. around with instruments, making loud noises, and then somebody comes in and is like, "Stop! The episode yeah. is starting." Well, <laughs> and I distinctly saw a moment where Sam, I think, is trying to fit his hand in his mouth, um, <laughs> which is like, what He's the got hell? Some- He's got some killer background moments this yeah. episode. Absolutely. Um, so Blaine arrives. He makes quite the entrance um, to say that he's the boss because yes. Mr. Schuster is stuck in his classroom doing doing some sort of evaluation of some sort. Yeah. And Blaine is here to lay down the law and get them ready to rehearse for nationals, I guess. They yes. still have not picked a set list. No. Um, or or even decided, like, what kind of thing they're going to do. 
Like it was at at the end of the Katie or Gaga episode. It was four weeks. They also until... all got suspended for a week. So I don't know where that Did... happened either. Yeah. Why didn't they get suspended for twerking? Also, if they got suspended for whatever, whatever. Okay. Uh, let's let's get yeah, back so, into the actual episode so, rather than me just complaining. Yeah. Uh, he suggests a simple piano arrangement, pared down instruments so that the voices can really shine, and then everyone's like, "Fuck that! Who are you to tell us what to do? You're not our real dad." And <laughs> well, and the best part is like Maggie. It's not our voices will shine. It's Blaine's voice will not shine. My voice. <laughs> me. Blaine Anderson's voice will shine above. Yes. Um, and uh, then when people poo-poo his first suggestion, he says, oh, well, then maybe we could go classic, acapella. And they're like, oh, huh, Warblers reboot over here. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, if you don't want me to actually put an effort in, I won't. Yes. Well, and there's a moment where he says that he is the person who's won the most glee club, yes. like glee Be- competitions. Because first he like screams, like, stop resisting me. Yes. <laughs> and Tina um, compares it to North Korea, calls yes. him Blaine Jong Il or yes. Blaine Jong Un or something. And it's just like, wow, Tina, that's pretty intense. Okay. <laughs> um, and that's when Blaine pulls out the, well, I'm just trying to help you benefit from my experience because I've won more show choir competitions than anyone else in this room. Which, is that actually true? Like, I don't know. Well, you know, the Warblers, um, like the Warblers history is not really well explained. They're just like sort of an amorphous villain. Right. Okay. Um, No, good point. Like, to be And I I can imagine that Blaine has, did show choir in middle school and probably elementary (laughs) school and... Uh, he's also immortal, so maybe sure. this is the second or third time going around in high school and winning show choir competitions. That Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, to end this scene, though, the best... So, like you're saying, Tina calls him Blaine Jung-il. And yeah. in response, he crosses his arms and then puts on his bag and walks over to the couch in Mr. Chu's office, which is adjoined to this room, and sits there and just like... <laughs> looks a little bit askew and then yeah he he storms out well but <laughs> like, like he's i'm not still gonna there. help you yeah no, but it's like a mini storm out for yes. sure um yes. very rachel berry oh my god like the part <laughs> you remember like when she taped her mouth shut oh my god <laughs> yes if you don't want my suggestions i'll just sit here quietly Yes. Oh my God, it is very much like that. Oh. They are soul sisters, and yes. uh, then Kitty makes a a crude remark about Blade Man straightening. Yes, and, and he says, "I can hear that." <laughs> I mean, it's it's funny. Like it's crude, it's but great. it is funny. <laughs> so um, then we move into. Uh, the other plot for the episode, I guess, mm-hmm. um, Kurt has called an emergency meeting for all the members of the band um, because, as as L- Rachel tells us, this is an emergency meeting because she had to cancel like actual real people stuff for this. Mm-hmm. And, and Kurt's oh, like, it's like her, her, it's her dialect coach, yeah, which makes me think that her director is like not down with this Barbara Streisand impression she's been doing. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, probably. I get that we're not seeing a lot of Rachel um, because, like, 
out of, partly out of respect for Leah Michelle, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, but, but also, like, I mean, the director isn't really like a main character. Um, yeah, so. I like that this like funny girl thing isn't really the main story. Um, yeah. It it feels like Lee might have wanted it to be one of those, but it's really not, which is great. I, I figure it will probably become more prominent after the Nationals thing so that they have something yeah. to do. But yep. <laughs> anyway, um, so Kurt announces that he's booked them a debut gig at Callbacks, which you'll recall is the Niata Piano Bar where he... where That anyone can sing at. Yeah, that, that so... Blaine cried during a performance uh, at, which is... Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Whew. Yeah, so um, everyone in the band is... Well, Rachel's supportive, but uh, Danny, Santana, and Starchild are not. (laughs) Yeah, they all disapprove because they're like, this is not a good place to have our first gig. This is not the vibe we want. No. and This venue's not known for, like, like, pushing up bands. Like, it's... Right. Yeah. And and specifically, someone terms it career suicide. Um, And and then Kurt, um, to assuage them, is like, no, guys, when I was there, it all came to me. Oh, my God. Like a vision. (laughs) He does some, like, big sweeping arm movements. This is when we get that, like, zooming camera shot. Sure. Yeah. As it, like, goes (laughs) up his body. Yeah. Yeah. As he, like dramatically gestures and we go into this dream sequence yes because this is the vision he's describing um and they sing into the groove yeah which like it it also comes up in the conversation right before this that kurt wants them to still be a madonna cover band Madonna cover band um which star child does not seem to be down with either no but um they're doing get into the groove and it, they Their are outfits in, are neon. Yes, and it's very good. Um, the the uh, note I had is: is this supposed to be like a boy band? Like when they say band, is that what they mean? Yeah, uh, that's a good question because they do have the four singers up front, yeah. and then like Danny on piano, um, and yes. then like a full band. Yeah, which. That. But, like, when you think of, like, a classic boy band, like One mm-hmm. Direction or N- NSYNC. Um, or, or, um, what was, what was Will's? Uh, the Acafellas? No, thank the you. The Acafellas. Um, <laughs> ah, damn it. But, okay, here we go. Here, wait, wait. This is where I'll cut. The Acafellas. <laughs> that sounds perfectly natural. Um, thank you. But- but uh, if you think of them, you never think of like the supporting musicians that like played instruments because no. we never saw them. They existed for sure, yeah. but like they're just musicians cashing checks, right? Exactly. The fame. So I think I think that's what they're going for with this band idea is that like they have five singers and one of them kind of yeah. plays some instruments, but mostly it's just like we all stand in a line and do choreography. Um. um, and in Kurt's vision, the only like uh, voices that we hear are Kurt, Starchild, and just a tad bit of Rachel. Um, yes, that, and that's that's it. That that is another big complaint I have is that like if you have Santana and Rachel, like they had Use best be them. singing. You know, um, they had <laughs> they, best I mean, be they starred. Look like they look like they're singing. Right. Um, 
I could sort of wrap my mind around this by being like, oh, Kurt is self-centered. Like, Yes. <laughs> in his vision, he only envisions himself singing. Yeah, that's a. I think that's a pretty pretty good read of the situation. Because my, <laughs> my favorite part is he... So I guess he was describing this like hallucination he had. I don't know how it got yes. transmuted to the other people in the way that we saw it. But um, to interrupt, Blaine calls him. Um, and so yep. he takes this call, and we go into... Well, the, the oh. song does finish. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, the song finishes or whatever. I mean, it's fun. Um, and the, the bar is packed, and oh, they yes. do like some weird like microphone choreography. It's yes. all a little wooden, except for Kurt's like pelvic thrusting. Okay, that's all <laughs> you need to know, folks. <laughs> yes. So back in the present, um, in reality, Kurt gets a phone call from Blaine, and here's where we get one of my favorite things, split screen, to represent two characters talking to each other on the phone. Um, Yes. But the best part about this one... Why why don't more TV shows use split screen, honestly? (laughs) It's perfect. I think, think in general, it's a little whatever, but there are some moments in this episode where, like, the use of it is very good. And there is a moment here where... So Blaine is at school, and Kurt is at home. Yes. And Blaine yep. opens his locker while Kurt opens some cabinet. So that way we get the yep. same shot from inside their respective, like, cubbies that they are in. Yeah, so it's it, cool. It is actually very good. Where you're like, it just, like, it, it looks good. It feels good. And that's not even yeah. talking about the conversation. So, yeah. And Blaine, so Blaine launches into how the Glee Club <laughs> has disrespected him. How... <laughs> How he's clearly a genius. Yes. And how they're like, you know, not doing what he wants. And Kurt's like, well, you know, everyone at McKinley has a fair vote. That can be hard to deal with. Uh, You don't want to, you don't want them to think you're controlling or some sort of puppet master. Hey, that's the name of the episode. There is a lengthy pause. (laughs) Oh, a weighty pause as... (laughs) <laughs> they both sort of chew over what Kurt just said. Um, yes. <laughs> it's so amazing. It's very, like, you can tell that immediately Blaine is, like, sulking. And Kurt's like, huh, never said that aloud before, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and as the, so that pause happens. And then the split screen ends. And we see Blaine um, going across the hallway saying, I can't believe anyone would find me controlling. Well, and we we do get a moment where Kurt invites Blaine to the band's oh, yeah. first performance. Um, he's I suppose like, that's important. Well, he's like, he's like, yeah, I got, I'll give you a blue sky voucher so you can fly over here for our first performance, which apparently is soon. So that's nice, I guess. Um, How does Kurt have the money I don't, to do that? I don't know, but um, like you said, Blaine is he is he paying these musicians? Who back up Pamela oh, Lansbury? Definitely not. Um, so as as the scene, like as this conversation ends, Blaine, we're in McKinley, and Blaine is walking off screen. But further down the hallway, we see yep. Sue berating Figgins as he is being a janitor. Um, I think it's a great transition. Yes, and she gives us some exposition that she's going to be evaluated this week to mm-hmm. to decide whether or not she should be given the principality full time. Um, That's right. And Figgins is unhappy about it. She basically warns him not to fuck anything up for her. Yes. Uh, or <laughs> yes. he's going to, like, be fired, I guess. Well, um, I mean, yeah, that's like, I, I assume, like, she technically, we, we get confirmation of this later, but, like, 
she technically like is his boss so yeah she is yeah it's true uh and so they face off a little bit and then we go to sue's office where we see the school board dudes here to talk to her for the pre like the pre-evaluation um i (laughs) called them dance porn because that's one of he said the line yes. about twerking being dance porn and was so pleased with himself. And I called the other one boring, ugly Trivago daddy. Okay. Because he sort of looks like the Trivago guy, but like more boring and more ugly. Wow. Uh, so. um, his name is Superintendent Bob Harris. Um, I'm going to go with what I said. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so Sue has this little speech about why she wants to be principal. And it's mostly because she wants to be in control. Like, yeah. And they like she, it. They eat it up. Like, <laughs> She's like, I've done a great job. Uh, Sue just like asks to be their champion. Yes. Um, when she was talking to Figgin, she was like rattling off how successful she is at running McKinley. Like, no zero, no um, tardies, no bad attendance. Yep. Because she's been caning people. <laughs> well, there's a caning <laughs> policy. Um, whatever that means. We don't. We don't know if she's actually caned anyone. No. But, um. So yeah, the, the school board guys are super supportive. They're just like, "Wow, you're amazing." Don't you know? Wink, wink. You're our final choice, or whatever. But yes. you can't confirm that. Yes. And um, then the the guy, um, the boring, ugly Trivago daddy, yeah. uh, comes up to Sue and is like, "You're just so great. You're a great, dude. We're just guys being dudes. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go get a cold one so that we can crack open a cold one as guys being dudes <laughs> doing dude stuff. Yeah. So. I guess, so the implication here... Um, is that he assumes she's a man? Yes. That that seems but, to be what they're implying, but, but like... why? <laughs> Which I do, like, it doesn't make sense, but there is a line later where Sue is talking to someone, and she's like, I blame... Uh, oh, I forget who the artist is, but she's like... Johnny Cash. Yeah, she's like, I blame Johnny Cash for that song, A, Girl, a Boy Named Sue. And I was like, okay, if that's your reasoning, I'll... I'm but fine with also, it. <laughs> like Sue is so clearly a woman. Like, I mean, yes, she 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 presents femininely. She I, like yes. interacts with people in a feminine manner. It is like abrasive, but uh, honestly, I would <laughs> I wouldn't s- call it masculine. That's the thing. I don't know if I would call it feminine, but I also wouldn't call it masculine. I feel like she just she has an allure that goes beyond gender. Exactly as as she. <laughs> As she is told by Becky in this next scene <laughs> in her own office, because they're like chilling, I guess. Because um, mm-hmm. Sue, they're chilling, uh, eating ice cream and cookies. <laughs> yes, because Sue is feeling insecure about her femininity due to the fact that someone misgendered her multiple times that day. Um, and Becky is feeling like she's gonna fart because <laughs> she's lactose intolerant. Yes, but Becky is also really supportive. Like you're saying, she oh, says yeah. thing about Sue's allure going beyond gender. Um, she also suggests that maybe it's her clothes and that she should like try wearing skirts or something. Yeah. Uh, and Sue is like, well, you don't know what it was like when I started teaching, uh, which is apparently in the 80s, <laughs> 30 years ago. Specifically in 1986. 
is the year of the two sons. How old is Sue Sylvester? How old is she? (laughs) Maggie, my favorite part about this. So, spoilers. Well, we'll talk about this flashback in just a second. The flashback is really good, though. It is. It's very good. But the end of the flashback is Sue donning her first tracksuit and cutting off all her hair. and And being... Like current Jane Lynch. Exactly. That's the thing. She looks exactly like she does now, which is perfect. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, what's going on there? Hmm? I mean, uh, she. Yeah. we know she is a time traveler. Yes. So. I assume it's something. just something where it's like in the future, they figured out ways to make age slower or something. Maybe. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Sue has this 80s flashback yes. where we see her in this like pink pants suit well i don't well, think it's even pants it's a skirt no. suit yes um and it has and a... she's wearing oh go for it yes well i was she, gonna say it does have a, like a, a blousey bow um up at the top yes and a long feathered and bangs blonde haircut well and and the most i mean i don't, I don't know how to feel about this but she's wearing a lacy blazer which is yeah hideous I think, <laughs> like, um, I really don't like how it looks, but maybe that's just my like 2010s fashion aesthetic. Fuck talking. off. Okay, sure. <laughs> well, the, it's, I mean, it's not great, but it, I don't think it's hideous. It's a nice color. It complements her. Sure. And it it is. It does have that feminine touch with all that lace. <laughs> sure, yeah. It's, it's, very... also the, it's also the 80s. Yes. So. It's very girly. And that is the fun part about this flashback is while it is in identifiably the McKinley Halls, all of the extras in this hallway are dressed to the 80s in the max. Like, they are... It's so great. They are fully, like, living, like, an 80s movie. Not even, like, what I assume real 80s was like. No, like, like the stereotype of nowadays that we have of the 80s. It's so good. It's so good. And Sue goes up to, like, two bros who are playing, um, like, a dual headed video game like it's a weird double handheld game uh and the sue comes up to them and it's like no video games in the halls they don't listen to her yeah uh she assumes it's because she's dressed femininely and well it's... Uh, yeah they, they say some mean shit to her too like yeah well the big thing is and... in in order to like like calm down the situation figgins arrives Oh yeah, Figgins arrives and has an Australian accent. Like, yes. He's like, "Get to classmates." <laughs> yes, he, and he tells he tells Sue what? that he's trying to sound like Crocodile Dundee. But why? Um, <laughs> I don't know. But he he explicitly tells her that she should quote try some pants. Which whatever, what an asshole. Agreed. And Sue does go have a magical girl transformation sequence. <laughs> if only that's how it was filmed. Uh, but it's not. Uh, instead, she dons the tracksuit. She cuts her hair, and it goes from an ash blonde to the um, like blonde that Sue's been sporting this whole time. Yes. Uh, gotta call out that wig right there, folks. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> and uh, she um, runs out. In, well, she doesn't even run out into the hall. She just like storms out into the halls with a dramatic aria playing underneath, and she terrorizes the children and steals a megaphone and tells them to get to class, and they all bow to her will. Yeah, and as as one of the boys from earlier runs away, he calls her one scary dude. I guess. Which like what? <laughs> I guess to establish the gender 
mis like misgendering uh, like later. Like misgendering accident accident? Yeah. Does I, it make any fucking sense though? No. I get it just I don't know. You know, ContraPoints describes that like gender is really perceived as like like essence. Sure. <laughs> you you've watched the videos. You know what I'm talking about. Like a feminine essence that I think Sue carries. Like her mannerisms, although aggressive, aren't they're not masculine. I, I don't think I would ever read her as a man. It just doesn't make sense to me. I, I think um, I also wouldn't read her as a man, but I wouldn't fault someone who like didn't know her at all and only saw her like screaming at people and like I don't know. I feel like there are some very masculine attributes. She wears ma- she wears makeup, which That's true. men can do too. Masculine dudes can wear makeup also. That's yeah. not like a deciding vote, but you know, it's I just her haircut is feminine. It's got like the flippy ends. Yeah, that's true. I just I I agree. It doesn't really make a lot of sense, but this is the universe we live in, I guess. Um Um <laughs> Well, I mean Glee. No. Glee is like Yeah. Within oh, the context Glee. of the show. Yeah. So back in the present, Becky tells her that it couldn't hurt to girl it up now that she's got everyone scared of her already. So And now we're gonna have an oh amazing this is... scene where Blaine goes into the choir room and he's surprised when Brad is there. Yes. And he's like, ah! Well, it's because... <laughs> Be louder. It, well, it's not It's not because he's, he's not surprised Brad is there. Brad talks to him, which yes, is a first. He um, he's like, oh, Blaine, you're early. And then Blaine's like, ah! Well, warn me before you talk. Which is... Demon. Literally the best line ever. How? How am I supposed to warn you before I talk? You, but. You, you make little stamping noises with your feet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, Brad shares, Blaine is like forlorn and he's just like, why is everything so bad, Brad? And Brad's like, well, I'm in deep gambling debt. Yes. I can't stop playing online poker. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's when Blaine really launches in. Uh, he's like, I'm in 23 clubs. I would have been prom king if this school didn't have so many stoners. I don't know why people don't respect me. I'm just trying to encourage people to reach their fullest potential. If some people find that controlling, well, they're just wrong. Yes. And it's, it's so good because like, obviously it's, it's very good joke because Blaine is like talking about how no one ever listens to him. And Brad just intersperses with these, like, I'm going to lose my home. My family doesn't love me anymore. Like, what? <laughs> I could I could take or leave the Brad bits, but the Blaine speech is amazing. Sure. Um, I think the uh, like the essence of it is funny. Uh, Brad's delivery is a little wooden. Well, but like that's me, part of the joke. But I also joke. understand yeah. that he's like a piano player who doesn't talk, and that's the meme. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it could have been done a little bit better. So uh, to continue the scene, Blaine decides that he is going to sit in the back of the room and not talk, put some metaphorical tape over his mouth, as you've as you've alluded. <laughs> yes. Um, and he sits at this seat, which is kind of like encased by speakers. Um, yes. And there's a there's a vent behind it. And as he sits and there. And we hear okay. like a noise yes. as he sits down, like an air escaping noise yes and um we hear like some dreamland music yes because it because <laughs> <laughs> it like immediately gets a little like 
hazy wobbly yeah <laughs> um and it's like it's an implied gas leak like this is i feel like the very typical like in media how people portray gas leaks even though it's probably not but like this at all but that's what you'd want glee to do right yes is the expected gas leak thing well like... but part of me is kind of sad that they didn't make it a little more mystical because there is a moment mm. later where blaine is describing this to someone and he says that he thinks either the choir room is haunted or there is a space-time rift which both of those <laughs> are... are so good like and I they're mean, both I... completely true of mckinley high so we go into this dream sequence um it's it's so fucking good. <laughs> yes. Tina awakes him being like, Blaney days, Blaney days. And when he wakes up, it's puppet Tina. Yes. <laughs> and then, oh, everyone's puppets. Yes. And they all apologize to him for like <laughs> for... yelling at him and not listening to him. Yes. And calling him controlling. And uh, then they praise him. It's like, Oh, Blaine, you're the best. We'd never make it to nationals without you. Yes. You're going to do amazing. You're amazing. Yes. And Blaine's just like, thanks, guys. Yes. And um, then they all plead him, plead for him to sing. They're all like, sing for us. Sing, <laughs> sing. And so he's like, oh, I couldn't. Well, okay. How about this one? And then. <laughs> and then they sing The Master of Puppets by Metallica. It's a full eight minute track. I wish. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Instead, <laughs> instead, they sing. You're my best friend, the Queen song. Mm -hmm. And it's yes. it's very good because it definitely feels like we have jumped into like a bizarre children's show <laughs> where this <sighs> where this like dapper gay dude and all of his puppet friends just <laughs> sing songs for fun. Um That's what I want Glee to be. That's what I want. Uh, I, yeah. You know, I say that, but if it was the whole like the whole no. series, I probably would hate it. Yeah, exactly. Um, like it's very fun to like dip our toes in. It's like the one where they did like the body switch episode where they had yeah. like people pretend to be each other. It was fun for like the small piece of episode that it was, but I don't want more than that. No thanks. I think it's partly like I can tell that they're all having a great time. Yes. Uh and I also, like, we know that the characters themselves are puppeteering them. Like, it's right. the actors yes. who are puppeteering their individual puppets, uh, which is amazing. Uh, there's a great moment in the, in the song where Blaine um, goes over to the piano where Jake and Will puppet yes. are sitting. And he bashes Jake puppet out of the way. And there's, like, a crashing, like, glass break noise yes and then jake just like pops up on the other side of the piano and like bobs his head around it's, it's yes oh my that god was, I, I also i also made a note of that because when we watched it the first time chris was like oh he just yeeted him across the room and i was like <laughs> what <laughs> but yes it's very good um and then uh yeah so it, it's great there's also a moment where they have the classic like spinning scene where like yeah. like they do it with like pretty much all of the puppets like the half of the spinning where your the viewpoint is us like holding on to these puppets uh, yeah. arms and spinning with them yep. and it's just like oh my and there's God. a shot where blaine is lying on the ground yes. and all the puppets are like arranged around him so you can see everyone's face oh my god it's <laughs> actually like like out of context it would be creepy as hell but like it's very good like it's just it's so good it looks so the, weird <laughs> i think the sam puppet is the most uncanny for me because uh, okay. his lips are large oh but they're God. the same tone of blue <laughs> like, as his 
heartfelt face. Um, yeah. It's, that's just a little weird for me. <laughs> I, I, I don't think, um, I'm trying to think there's anywhere that like, like got really weird. The Tina puppet in comparison. I think the, I think the Tina puppet is the best one. I, I think it is too, because it is the most realistic. Like, <laughs> it, mm. like I, mostly because at the very end, like we get the comparison of Tina to the puppet and that is very good. But like, <laughs> but like, it, I don't know. I, I think they're all really well made no, like none of them are like bad it's just yeah none of them are really bad i think the tina one is the best one because she was in that close-up oh sure <laughs> like, yes make the tina puppet the best one <laughs> yes um yeah uh yeah it's they're it's just great and uh blaine's just like wow thanks guys you are my best friend well and <laughs> the best part is, so he says that and then we phase back to reality where tina is waking him up in the same way but then multiple people berate him for being like yes. for not saying anything the whole time. They're, they're like, they're like, you slept through Glee. Like, how dare you? You didn't even sing. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is the best way. I like the Glebies the best when they're just sort of acting like a Greek chorus. Sure, yes. Um. When Kitty comes in after Sam and is like, "If this is how you're gonna act, we need to call a ambulance." <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the next scene is in the ballet room yes. that McKinley has. Uh, Jake is rehearsing with the Cheerios. He's counting and they're doing some dancing, but they're pretty bad at it. Yes. And he says, you suck. Stop wasting my time. Leave. Yes. Uh, turns out he's... A- get better so that we can do this tomorrow. Yeah. It turns out he's a mean choreographer. Um- <laughs> turns out that he's like teaching a, a class because there is a bell that like has them leave what i mean i guess i don't think he's teaching a class i think he's just doing the choreo that brie and him talked about before yeah but maybe it's like um, in like a class period the cheerios have like a dance practice how, i don't know how does like mckinley's school i don't know how well, does it go well because so few they're not in class ever they're always like chatting in hallways why are they always going to their fucking lockers like <laughs> What what do they have to put in their lock? Yeah, well, but like the beginning of this episode where Blaine shows up to Glee and is like, "Oh, Mister mm-hmm. Shu isn't coming. He has to be in his classroom." And is like, so when does like, Glee yes. meet? Is this a class? Yeah, is this a cl- would he have to leave his classroom while kids are there to come <laughs> yeah. teach Glee? Does he normally do that? Is that? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Is it against the rules for Will to be teaching Glee? Uh, Whatever. Yeah. It's fine. Maybe they're meeting really often so that they can prepare for nationals and they're at like weird time. Let's not think about it. Yeah, let's not. Um, So So, go for it. Jake is like rehearsing with them, tells them to leave. And as the Cheerios exit, one of them comes up to him and is like, makes eyes. And Jake's like, yeah, what's up? And Bree comes over to him and it's like oh her too she's really upset and then jake's like um all of them which yes oh my god it's you, so douchey <laughs> i love jake but. so much he's just living his slut truth and i want to support him like he should probably get a vasectomy but you know let him live how he wants to live and all the other cheerios seem down Yes. Yeah, so you were talking. Perhaps? You were talking about how Jake is being a dick, be, being kind of a no playboy no. stud meister. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with what he's doing. Sure. 
All of these girls seem consenting. They all seem chill. And he's just living his slut truth. And I want to support him. And I don't, I can't get down with like this sort of, I don't know, faux slut shaming thing you're doing by calling him like a douchey playboy. Because it doesn't come across that way to me. It just seems like playful and slutty. (laughs) Well, I mean, the only reason I say it that way is because most, for some reason, we're suddenly seeing it for like, like Brie is like kind of a focal character for it. Yeah, she's um. It's like we're supposed to care that she's upset <laughs> or something, <laughs> which is weird because I don't. Um, but also because she ca- she carried Tina. Like I don't care about <laughs> right. Bree's feelings. Yeah. So um. But yeah. So then we move into the hallway again. Um. Blaine catches up with Jake after this little weird cheers rehearsal. Thanks him for supporting him yep. during Glee. Yep, and then he tells him about, as I was I was referring to earlier, the haunted choir room slash the space-time rift that exists. Um, yes. And tells him specifically <laughs> which chair to sit in. Yeah, he, he's like, do yourself a favor, sit in the back corner. <laughs> like, <laughs> he whispers in his ear and then just like, co- like sort of yes runs away <laughs> it's like covertly like looks around like and then just, <laughs> it's like it's, shuffles off it, it feels really weird but it is very entertaining um <laughs> yeah. and then we go to the choir room where we see will sort of bounding into this whole speech about how dancing has never been new direction strong suit yes. preach <laughs> and how jake will help them and that's when jake enters and jake's like What's the point? You're all garbage. I could <laughs> I could put together a choreography routine that's wor- bad enough that even Tina can uh, pull it off, but <laughs> yeah, Tina gets real yeah. shaded here. Um Ooh-hoo. but yeah. And yeah, he has this whole speech and then he just crosses his arms and sits in the back and we hear the tss, and we get like a we get a shot that is like the focal point is the upper side of Jake's forehead, like the upper right hand side. Yeah. Uh and <laughs> then we hear the Dreamland music and in we go yes. to the Dreamland sequence where I don't know like where it really starts, but Marley is like saying some shit about how Jake's not that good at dancing. Yes. And Jake's like, not that good at dancing. Look at this. Yes. And then <laughs> and then he gets up and we immediately go into what originally like so i didn't realize this until a, it's a mashup yes it's a mashup of nasty and rhythm nation both by janet jackson so yes oh my god and this mashup is killer it's really good it's yes super good and uh, so jake is dancing like opposite of marley when she is singing the solo well she's she's like singing his opposite for this first um section of the song and jake has like a hair on the cheerios who come in and dance around him and like dance with him and then they move out into the hallway with his harem and marley does like this one point when she's like i i can do a sexy dance yes it's so good (laughs) and um it's like a like mad sexy (laughs) it's like it's it's a writhing of sorts yes yes (laughs) <laughs> and uh jake keeps dancing and then bam Bree sings yes um she was in the harem and then she she turns on jake and is like it's not it's <laughs> my name's janet miss jackson if you're if you're nasty yes. and she um 
Uh, she does the whole thing, and it's it's so good. And then we turn into like a black and white music video. Yes. Uh, where everyone is glistening and torsos are bare, and everyone is just pumping and dancing and loving it. And yes. uh, Breeze continues to sing. She's like on the opposite side of a chain link fence. Yes. Lo- and she but watches Jake's but dance. She's with Glee. Like all of Glee Club is yeah. also there. <laughs> it's super weird. <laughs> and like Sam is losing his mind in the back. <laughs> <laughs> of course. He, he's doing some great background stuff this episode. Um, yeah. So Jake does this whole dance. That's when the Rhythm Nation bits come in. It's really yeah. close to the end there. And the song ends when Figgins wakes him up. Yes. <laughs> and Jake's like, where it's, is I everyone? Mean, this sequence is so good. Like, this, like, weird, like, late 90s, early aughts aesthetic of, like, this black and white music video. Oh, yeah. Where they're all wearing yep. these, like, like really, like, small leather jackets that, like, literally don't really cover anything. It's so they're good. They're small oh. leather jackets, but they're it's also, really like, voluminous. Like, they have, like, volume in the sleeves. You know, the... The sort yeah. of classic, like, puffy leather jacket. <laughs> oh, man. It's amazing. It's so good. Yeah. Jake's like, oh, where is everyone? And Figgins is like, oh, well, they left saying that you're an asshole. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Just, yes. Yes. Next, we go to Blaine in his arts and crafts class, where yes. um, he asks a teacher if he can make his creepy puppets. <laughs> and... <laughs> And the teacher's like, sure, yes, you can, because you are clearly already doing it. (laughs) And we see Brett, uh, he asks if he can experiment with decoupage as he works on his crocheted bong. uh, And the teacher says no. (laughs) But like, okay, I just have to give a shout out here because Miss Alfano is so good in every way. Oh, she's hilarious she's so funny like the best like the the really like the tail end of it where brett is like can i experiment with decoupage and she's just me like no <laughs> but uh. what's he gonna do with that um and she does say like why would an 18 year old man want to play with puppets <laughs> yes um, yeah, and Blaine's like, oh, well, I want to make one of my fiancé. I just miss him so much. Blaine, it doesn't make it better. It does not make it better, what you're saying. <laughs> it just makes it weirder. And then we see the Kurt puppet. Yes. His puppet bride has arrived. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, he's like, he's puppeteering Kurt for a hallway chat. Yes. <laughs> where he's like, you know, you've forgiven me, but maybe it's time for me to forgive you. Which, oh my... <laughs> oh, yes, Blaine, I forgive you. Which, like... I love you. You're amazing. It's so funny because it's so similar to the actual, like, dream sequence puppet scenes where people just, yeah. like... But then the best part is to cap it all off. He's like... <laughs> like, he has the Kurt puppet say, I would argue with you, but I don't really have a leg to stand on. And it's like, ah. so, like, oh my God. Just, I, I love how good this metaphor is for who yeah. Blaine is as a character. Oh, totally. Like, it's, it's a good metaphor for Blaine. Darren Chris does a great job at puppeteering yes. these puppets. <laughs> um, and 
yeah, it's it's just hilarious. Like every beat yes. really hits it. Yes. Well, and then and yeah. it continues to hit. We see Sue walking down the hallway in heels, and Blaine and the Kurt puppet like tilt their heads, like, huh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Oh my god. And he Sue falls, and he goes up to her to help her up. And she's like, what's that on your hand? Did you just touch me with a puppet? <laughs> like, absolutely disgusting. Yes. And uh, she bans puppets. Yep. Yeah, she she explicitly says that she doesn't want the people who are evaluating her to see. She says, mm. she says a thing about schizophrenia, which is not great. But she says a bad thing, and the episode is so good. I don't want her to say a bad thing. But it mm. it is still pretty good though, because Blaine has kind of the same response that we did. We were talking earlier. It's like, who doesn't love puppets? Um, but <laughs> but so so she confiscates Kurt. Yes. She takes him away. Well, um, and yes. then sort of shuffles off in her heels. Well, but Maggie. The best line, maybe, of the whole episode. She does tell Blaine, if I catch you with your hand up anything that isn't human, you're going to be in a ton of trouble. Which is just like, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) It's making a joke about fisting. Yes, I I know, but it's just, like, it feels so weird and out of place. in like, not in a bad way, just in a way that's like, What? (laughs) Gotta love, like, a fun, dirty puppet twist. I mean, that happens, like, multiple times this episode, though. But anyway, yeah. yeah. So, um... So, the next scene is, uh, Sue trashing her high heels. Yes. Um, we have... We don't see where the Kurt puppet went. And then there's, like, this weird transition shot where she, like, goes to the side of the atrium of the principal's office. Yes. Like, she... She turns her head to look at what is clearly a wall that we have seen many times. Yes. That is not a wall? No, it's actually a, a little mini hallway to Will's office. What? That goes right to Will's office in the choir room? What? What? <laughs> it does not make sense. It Like, especially on the rewatch, I was like, wait, what the? Because she is explicitly in her office. When she's yeah, throwing the I heels have, away, so I have the timestamp on here because if you hadn't noticed it, I was gonna tell you to go like watch that part <laughs> no, of the it's, episode. It's so weird. Like you're like, there's there's no way that these two rooms are joined. Like there's just no way. Uh, it's definitely support that um, like McKinley is like a magical building, yes. like Hogwarts. Yes. You know, it can just like move classrooms around. Yes, exactly. Uh, so Sue goes into the choir room and she asks Will how to embrace femininity because he is a feminine man. Which he immediately and takes offense to. Of course. Of course he would. Because uh, he's a piece of garbage. Yes. And uh, in, he doesn't really offer any sort of good help. No. In my opinion. He just like says says some shit about Ginger Rogers that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it's a very uh, It's a very classic like Will thinks that by like explaining a like weird musical theater fact from history will help solve someone's (laughs) problem when it really hasn't like and sue like they even have sue being like i don't see how this is relevant to this conversation she says that like three times but he still makes but will just keeps fucking repeating himself he says the line ginger rogers did it backwards and heels like six times (laughs) (laughs) like what what yeah uh he but 
so he has this whole speech about Ginger Rogers, and then he offers to teach Sue to dance. Yes. Um, as a way to embrace her feminine feminine power, I suppose. Um, and he's like, and in return, you will give me six hundred dollars for costumes. <laughs> <laughs> which, I mean, Sue's response, first of all, she says no, which is good. She does say something that also, like, is also problematic about the um, like weird like airbag they attached to Artie's wheelchair for the Lady Gaga episode. She says something yes. rude wh- in that description. But she does have a point in that it's like, how much money do they spend that on what- costumes, though? Yeah, that inflatable thing must have cost like $1,000 yes. or something. Which I don't... I mean, I guess it did stay inflated. Yes. So how how did that even work? Was there like a, whatever, <laughs> we can't get into it now. <laughs> so, so Sue goes um, to goes to the chair. Yeah, she sits in, in the, the dream chair. The yes, exactly. And, and we get some more dream music yes. and more hissing as the gas escapes. And we see the dance number cheek to cheek. Yes. Um, it's in black and white. It's in the, like, I, I, it's, it's weird because like it, what's fun about it is the color fades out of the scene as mm-hmm. Sue is sitting in this chair, which is a fun transition. Yep. But then, then suddenly Will is there in a tux and she's wearing a like Ginger Ro- Rogers inspired, like fringe dress. And yeah. uh, then the it's not fringy. It's like ostrich feathers. Oh, okay, sure. feathery. Um, but so then the room isn't the choir room anymore. It's like a hotel atrium, I guess. Like, yeah, it's some sort of like miscellaneous dancing place. Yes, you know that would that would exist in one of these dancing films. Right, exactly. Um, and they do some dancing. They sing cheek to cheek. Will is obviously the better dancer. Yes, and. You know, I was sort of bored during this scene, but not intensely so. Right. There's also like a cool zoom shot. This is another one of those like interesting shots that the director did where um, we come from like a like the bottom of a path. Like we zoom into Will and Sue's faces at the apex of the music. Oh, sure. I think it's really good. Um, My only complaint was that they never actually are cheek to cheek. Like, explicitly, oh. like, never do they actually touch cheeks. Well, it's because Sue's too tall Yeah, I, for that to work. I did, I did while I was watching, I, I did think about the fact that Sue is very tall. Um, and she has to be wearing heels yes. for the Ginger Rogers metaphor. Yes. So, yeah. here we are. Yep. Um, but, so, my, I think my favorite thing, though, is that the, so, the way that this scene ends, there's, like, a little bench that they both sit on, and they're both looking up to the right, and yes. we hear over this, we hear Becky like slapping Sue in the face. Yeah. And, and and in this dream sequence, we're still here, all of the it's still black and white, everyone's still wearing the stuff. Sue like turns look like with an annoyed look on her face, and then we cut back into reality <laughs> from Sue's perspective. So good. It's so entertaining. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. And uh Sue is like obviously alarmed. Like she's clearly yes. alarmed that this happened. Um and yeah, that's it. Yep. The next scene is back in the hallway. It is an it's an empty hallway. It's in like the little atrium hallway yes. where uh they always have like tough conversations. Yeah, cuz there are doors there, I think, to like Yeah, there are doors? <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. It doesn't make sense. Don't think about it. And Jake comes 
<laughs> yeah. Um, Jake and Brie have this conversation where Brie reveals that she's pregnant yes. and that Jake is the um, one who impregnated her. Yep. And she's like, all I'm asking is for you to come with me to the doctor. And Jake uh, says, like, yes. Like, should we talk to our parents? And Brie is vehement. No parents. Um, and there's, like, an implied abortion. Yes reference here um they never actually because that's what's implied is that that's what brie is going to be doing at this doctor's appointment um i it's it seems sort of like i don't know like beta male cuckery to not actually say the word abortion come on glee yeah just a word yeah, I mean, I, I um, can definitely see it being a thing where, like, they were on Fox and they're like, well, we don't want to ruffle any oh, feathers. Yeah. The, like, the, the Fox executives are like, how dare you use that word? Yes. This is TV. <laughs> Network TV. People don't um, actually yeah. get abortions. We can't show that on TV. It's not true. People. One out of four people don't have them. Um, That was uh, that's a, that's a, a lie the opposite that of the That you just truth. said. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I know. Yeah, so... Anyway, we move to the next scene. We, we'll come back to that plot. Don't worry. If you're curious about it, it's very short. Um, if you're wondering, if you're on the edge of your seat about Bree's unplanned pregnancy. Yeah. So instead, we move to Blaine sneaking into Sue's office to steal back the puppet, Kurt. Kurt. Um, he's wearing a plaid bla- like like sweater. Um, yeah. And a, but also a, a mask. Yes. To hide his like identity. a Zorro mask yeah. or a cat burglar mask. Yes. Um, yes. It's great. Also impractical. It's like a heist. Because <laughs> he has like a, he has a flashlight and he like cracks a code on a door. Well, no, door he, and he, he has like a lock picking like screwdriver. <laughs> it's so weird. Like it's, it seems super high tech. He has like a little flashlight on his watch. Like it's, it's very elaborate. And then Sue just is there. She just. Yeah, so what happens is Blaine opens the drawer to reveal Puppet Kurt, and he's like, I found you. Oh, my God. And he picks him up, and he he inserts his arm um, up to the elbow and, uh, <laughs> and gazes at Kurt, and Kurt Puppet Kurt gazes back. It's, it's very and weird, yes. And that's when the lights come on, and Sue is like, what's happening in here, you pervert? Yes, and... Uh, um yeah it's like you're saying though there's a weird like it's too long the moment that he opens the drawer and kurt is in there it's not it's not long enough (laughs) no but like i want to languish in that moment i want to live in it i don't the moment when blaine sees his puppet kurt um (laughs) this is when sue calls it a puppet bride yes (laughs) and um she gives him detention for trying to retrieve him. Yes. And, uh, oh, no, Blaine can't go to New York to see Kurt's band play. And he says that to Sue. And Sue's like, sorry. Well, and she also, she's like, I guess we'll have to cancel your appointment with the Wonder Woman jet or the magic bullet train that you all <laughs> use to somehow get between here and New York all the time. But I don't like that they had two jokes yeah. for that. Like they really should have decided whether they wanted to do like the Wonder Woman jet or the bullet train yes. joke. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of like late night comedian, like how many can we yeah. fit in? Well, something's got to stick, Maggie. Get thrown off at the wall. <laughs> um, the the other thing too, it's weird because this is at night supposedly, but like yeah. Sue is just here. It's definitely dark. Yeah, she she even references the fact that it is dark, which means that it's definitely <laughs> after hours. 
But um, now that I think about it, there is a moment in detention that might explain this. So maybe this isn't as weird as I thought, but yeah. So Blaine has to gingerly place the Kurt puppet on the desk. Yes. And he leaves. And then Sue is like putting her hands on her hips, like triumphant. And then we get some more dream music and the Kurt puppet moves. Yes. <laughs> like he, on its own. He, he almost like gets up and Sue like, like turns really fast and the puppet like yes. <laughs> goes back to being um, still. What was that? Uh, I t- <laughs> was Sue hallucinating some more from the from the gas? Maybe like from the gas. There, there is because because Blaine hallucinates some more from the gas. Yes, and he was exposed days ago. We are to believe right. Which um, there's that. There's also just that like um, everything is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love how, like, they're just like, oh, I mean, we have to have a puppet move by itself during this episode. Like, I mean, of course. Yeah, in a similar vein to what we were just talking about, throw enough shit at the wall and something's got to stick, right? Like, I mean, I laughed. It, I thought it was great. It is great. It just doesn't make any sense. But I do, I, I also love this idea that, like, they're, like, they have, like, lingering effects of the gas, like, and they're still, like, hallucinating stuff. Yeah. Like, it is fun. Jake doesn't have. Right. Jake doesn't have like a second allu- like um delusion though. He is like firmly rooted in reality yes. after dancing to Rith- Rhythm Nation. So what's going on? Well, honestly, Blaine? I feel like they had a great idea for Blaine's, which is all the puppets, and like soon yep. they're like, "Okay, we can make this work cuz we can do this Ginger Rogers Fudge Stare callback." And then they're like, "Well, we need another one." And they're like, uh, and they're like, Jake has some drama <laughs> yeah. with some sexy babes. Maybe we'll just have them sing and dance. Yeah. Oh, wait, this is Glee. We can do that. <laughs> yes. So uh, we can do that normally. We don't have to have a dream sequence. But they still did for some reason. But like they still did. And it's good. It is good. It's just I feel like that one is obviously the one that is like just kind of shoehorned in to be like, well, the odd one out. Yeah. If we're going to do these, we might as well do this one, too. But I mean, it's not terrible. It's just at like, least it's n- yeah, yeah. At least it's not half-assed. No, like, it's it's very good. It's just one of those things where it's like it's obviously not puppets, and it's obviously not like a like nineteen forties dream sequence. So, um, Blaine then calls Kurt after a period of time. This, I guess yeah. After some like time has elapsed, he's like, "Oh, I was gonna call you," and Kurt's like, "Oh, are you here?" <laughs> and Blaine's like, "I'm in Ohio," which like. Really? You waited until the actual time of the performance? And to be fair... Until the event. (laughs) Kurt is in costume. Like, Blaine does make it sound like he was trying to, like, avoid calling at all. So maybe it just happened this way. But, like... Ooh. Yeah. So, like, we know this because we saw the scene. But Sue has told him that if he skips on detention to do this New York thing, it'll, like, go on his permanent record or something. And he just... And Blaine really cares about that because yes. he is uptight about those sort of things. Right. Uh, and so it's a split skirt with like normal Kurt and um, Blaine. Yes. Uh, but then the phone call changes when Kurt's clearly upset. Um, we get the split screen goes away and it's just like a shot of Blaine for a second. And then it goes back to split screen with puppet Kurt. Yes. <laughs> um, screaming at Blaine. Well, not screaming. He, like, he yells at him a little bit, but it's all, like, warranted. Yes. <laughs> like, he's just like, you should have told me. You weren't going to call me. Like, that's fucked up. <laughs> yes. And then 
Blaine's like, yeah, but Sue put me in detention and she stole Puppet Kurt. And Kurt's like, Puppet Kurt? <laughs> yes. Oops. Oops. I'm a person. I'm not made of felt. I'm made of blood and bones. You can't control my actions. You can't put words in my mouth. I'm, it just, I'm not a toy for you to play with. <laughs> it just really hammers home this metaphor. Like, maybe a little too much, but... It's very good. Um, my favorite part is the split screen moves around as Blaine turns to face different directions, which yeah, really, really sells the point that like Blaine is the focal point here, and like Kurt is just kind of an accessory to the scene. Um, like it's very good. <laughs> well, I don't think that's really what it is. Like, cause Chris Colford does still he does a good um like performance oh, sure. even through this puppet. No, no, I'm just like I believe that he's angry. Yeah. And- it's. I, I was. And well, uh, I, I was just gonna say. Well, what do you I mean? I feel like Blaine, like, I feel like this episode, Blaine is a main character, like capital M, capital C. Yeah. So I, totally. I feel this is Blaine's episode for sure. Yeah. Well, he's a senior; it's his time to shine. Right, but like, it is. He is a puppet master. He is trying to manipulate everyone yeah. around him into feeling the way he wants them to feel. Listen, so. we fucking called it in season two, bitch. <laughs> Here we are. Yes. Um, and like, I feel like part of it with this one is like, this is kind of the like spiral moment where Blaine is just kind of like losing everything because he's like, <laughs> he's like, no, I can't like, like he's imagining puppet Kurt is the one talking to him and he can't control yeah. him. And he's like kind of freaking out, which is great. Um, oh, Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, and then we go to the... So the phone call yes. ends, and we're at the gig where Rachel comes in to see Kurt from this phone call, and he's like, we can release Blaine's seat. And Rachel's like, that's not going to be a problem. <laughs> and yes. we see that there is a single human being here to see their gig, and it's um, Larry David from Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> Just kidding. It only looks like him. <laughs> it effectively is. My favorite part is that apparently in order to like advertise for this, they made little um like try stand like paper things that say with Angela Lansbury on them. Yes, that say murder she wrote, which is like where's your Pamela coming in? Like they're just going to they're they just are going to photoshop like huge tits. <laughs> Okay, but like, (laughs) but if you saw an album with that cover, you would buy it. So don't even. Um, Oh, of course I would. Duh. So uh, the the joke obviously is that he he's really only there because he thought Angela Lansbury was performing. Um, Oh, well, I should say I wouldn't buy it, but I would stream it. Sure. That that's something, right? Uh, So Sue talks to Unique in the next scene. We're in Sue's office, and Unique is just here, and uh, Sue is like asking a feminine for feminine tips sure. um and then consequentially asks for a makeover and unique is like oh i was ready for this the moment i stepped into the door yes here's my makeup bag yes um i do like that while sue sue has some stuff about she's like i don't really understand your thing or like what's going on with you and she she calls unique god's most fabulous mistake <laughs> which, which is- um Feels like a lot to say to a human being. I mean, agreed. I do. Now that you said, like, when you, like, I feel like it could be a fun term of endearment. Like, if you were actually close with someone, this is obviously not that situation. But, <laughs> no. like, no. I, I do like the fact that she doesn't 
misgender unique or call unique a different name or any of that stuff during this scene specifically at least yeah and it is she does seem to be warming up to the idea of not being a raging trans (laughs) because she's asking the trans girl how to be a girl yes um yeah so then we move to the breakfast club um which is (laughs) i fucking love that name so much yes uh, because becky gets detention a lot all the time she's always here which like let's be real not surprising in the fucking slightest like she is quite the disruption (laughs) yes um but uh figgins is here to intro them like to this detention um and it's becky jake and blaine uh he tells them that there should be no monkey shines, which I just like that word. But um, the big, the big shocker for me on this one, he tell it's four p.m. He's like, it's four uh-huh. p.m. You're here for the next eight hours. They keep people what? until midnight <laughs> for detention. What the fuck? Which is the only way I can explain why Sue was at the school to like catch plane before, but. Maybe that's Figgin's shift. Maybe. Is from 4 to 12. That would sort of make sense. I mean, um, but does it though? No. 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 There's no, like, I don't think legally they can keep children at the school that long. Like, <laughs> this is bad. You're right. That one thing is bad. Whatever. Uh, we find out that Becky gets detention, like, because Blaine's like, why are you in detention, Becky? And Becky's like, because I like saying bad words, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Throws some shit off a table. Very good. Yes. Yes. So good. And um, and then Figgins is like, and Jake's here because he got in another very fun to watch fist fight. Oh, Jake, why are you such a mysterious musical bad boy? And Jake, my favorite part is Jake doesn't really talk during this scene. He just kind of like shrugs. He just sort of like, he like shrugs and nods like, yeah, that's me. (laughs) Yes. Um, (laughs) And so then Figgins leaves and uh, Blaine turned like, he's like, we should all like talk about our feelings and sit in a circle. And well. He's, he's like, shouldn't we, like, bond and, like, sit together and like, discuss our core wounds? <laughs> and Becky rebuffs this. I just yes. love the... I love the phrase, core wounds. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So, he... Blaine has another hallucination. We get yes. some more little dream uh, music. And Becky is a puppet and Jake is his Jake puppet. And uh, Blaine shares his guilt about how he didn't get to see the show in New York, but the puppets are like, oh, please, you're so supportive of yes. her. <laughs> yeah, it's very, um, <laughs> back to, like, Blaine's self-centeredness. It's very supportive of Blaine. Um, yeah, the the puppets just praise him. Yes. Like, you've been to New York. It's okay. Like, he'll get over it. Like, uh, yeah. And then Blaine's like, well, I don't know, guys. Maybe, <laughs> maybe the fact that I have to, have these hallucinations where I can control all of my friends is a sign of a deeper intimacy issue. <laughs> which, which then I love, cause I'm pretty sure the Jake puppet in response to that is just like, or everyone should just do what you tell them to do and everything will go because better. You're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Jake puppet is like, also, did you notice you're having puppet fantasies outside of the choir room? That seems like a problem. You should get a CAT scan. 
<laughs> it's very good. Oh my god. Gotta love when like a part of your own brain tells you to get a CAT scan. Yes, like, no, what? absolutely. Um, that's definitely the like biggest red flag. If your own brain thinks you should get a CAT scan, like. <laughs> but um, uh, it's so, so good. So the. The next scene is actual Jake because well, Jake wakes. Yeah, so Jake wakes Blaine up from this fantasy, yes. being like, "Hey, hey, you got to cover for me." Well, um, and so just before we move on, I just do want to call out: they do reference the Breakfast Club in the puppet scene because mm-hmm. Becky is talking to Jake, and Becky is explaining that the reason that she is in detention is because she duct taped Dottie's butt or butt cheeks together. Um, and yep. it was so that she could feel something or something like that. And it's like a direct reference to the it, breakfast club. It's, it, no, it's to, it's to like make her old oh. man proud of her, <laughs> Yes, which is the, the, the direct reference. Yes. yes. Cause that's like what the jock says or whatever. Like just want my old man. Yeah, to, Emilio you know, Esteban. Whatever. Yes. Yeah. That's the one. Yes. Uh, I just love like. Blaine being like my deeper intimacy issues and the puppets being like no <laughs> yeah, no it's very you're amazing <laughs> it's really good um but like like you're saying so Jake wakes up Blaine from this puppet fantasy and is like hey I have to go do something can you cover for me and Blaine is like sure what are you gonna do and Jake is like none of your business bye none of your business I'm a musical bad boy <laughs> bye yes. um and yeah. he goes to Bree and because they're going to go to the doctor and Bree's like, it's canceled. I got my period. Uh, she doesn't say that, though. She's like, the Crimson Tide is flowing. And the, and Jake's like, what? Yeah, the Crimson Tide rolled in. Um, okay, sure. Because they can't say period say either. you got your period, I guess, weirdo. Yeah. Like, well, she does say oh, that. Sorry, like, yeah. As soon as Jake is like, what? She's like, I got my period. And he's like, oh. Well, maybe it's just, oh. maybe it's because she's used to just chatting with other ladies and like. Um, I do not use <laughs> that sort of like. Terminology. Flowery. And the people that I know who get periods do not use that like flowery, like fake. Sure. Like, oh, the, the walls are getting painted red today. <laughs> like, no. Okay, but like, why? <laughs> it's like. But why don't you say that? Because that's amazing. Like, I'm on my period and I feel like I'm going to die. Like, that's, I'm pa- that's the discussion. Maybe, how about this? I'm painting the walls red with blood today. Like. <laughs> with period blood. That's being forced out of me at a velocity that is honestly alarming <laughs> yeah, but um, anyway the, the, but yeah. the real point is like he's a dude like speaking from a dude's yeah. perspective we don't think about that at all in any capacity so uh, that's really the fault of our public school system yeah. uh where periods should really be honed in and discussed and we should um, all have calendars a lot to sync up so we can all keep track and just you know sam you you don't like if you if you put stuff on calendars, they're not going to, the periods won't go together. That's not how it but works. But Maggie, but that's what I was going to do for when we move in. Is that? Are you man, are you manstrating? <laughs> oh. I can hear you. Um, so <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. So Brie like slut shames him a little bit. It's just like, you're never going to change your garbage. You're well. You're gonna be a terrible father. Okay. Like you like, keep sleeping around. But okay. But there is a moment. Bree is like because Jake is like, oh, I'm so relieved. I'm so relieved that this isn't a thing. Like we don't have to worry about this. And he and he's like, aren't you relieved too? Like that's 
I mean, I feel like that's the normal reaction. Yes, but I think Bree does have a point in like telling him like, "Hey, like if if you're if this worried you so much, your lifestyle is not working. You're going to have to do this again." And it's true. He should be using yeah. fucking condoms. Why didn't they use a fucking well, condom? I'm sure he, I'm absolutely sure he is. Yeah. Like absolutely sure that because like Puckerman his is his older brother right. like come on condoms are being used honestly he should have gotten a vasectomy just like Puck did they should have gotten bro vasectomies wait Puck got a vasectomy didn't he? I don't think so I think he I'm pretty sure he did I am almost positive he did I'm gonna look this up okay. while we keep going um but Bree calls him toxic yes. and uh it, it is a bit it does feel like a bit much um i do yeah i do think that there is something to be said for like like part of it was when i was watching it with chris is i was like i do actually really feel for brie in this situation because like obviously like when two people like when there's an unplanned pregnancy of course like both people involved are very like can be very like upset about it and affected by it but i tend Mm -hmm. to give more credence to the person who is subjected to actually having her body like messed with by the fact that there is an unplanned pregnancy. Um, mm-hmm. So I just feel like there was some... there. There's I, I kind of feel for Brie in the situation. And I kind of do feel that like when Jake is like, oh, I'm so relieved. It is. It feels flippant mm-hmm. maybe, but... It, it It is a little flippant. And I, I guess the better reaction would be like, oh, are you okay? Yeah. Like, how are you? How do you feel about this? Right. That sort of thing. Because it is like her body yeah whatever you know he's a young lad just sowing his wild seeds (laughs) accidentally uh so i i looked it up and there is a there is an r glee subreddit great i'm sure we'll be real popular there um i i don't i sort of doubt it i bet it's not really all that active honestly (laughs) this post was from uh 2011 about somebody asking if puck got a vasectomy um and so Puck got a vasectomy at the beginning of season two. Okay. That's like it's it's sure. said in the in the pilot of season gotcha. two. And one of these uh, posts from Allison 09. I had a continuity question. And I was wondering if I'm wrong or if the writers just goofed. Did they say didn't they say that Puck got a vasectomy at the beginning of season two? So why was he worried about not having protection when he was about to get it on with Quinn? Ooh, are Quinn and Puck going to have sex? Oh, wait, no, this is from 2011. Yeah, they already yeah. did. Um, and, uh, here's what Allison 09 has to say. My theory, it was either meant to be a joke originally, or the writers are just trying their best to pretend that season two never happened. Uh, <laughs> Preach it, Allison yeah. 09. We are all in that boat. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but totally he did get a vasectomy. I was sure. correct. And I think this is the moment where we should start tallying points. Okay. Um, to see who wins Sam and Maggie Hakley. Okay. Um, I feel like I should go back and listen because I feel like there might be a, t- a few point opportunities that, for Sam, but. That was a, it was a oh, joke. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, my competitive nature just really did tug my head. So thank you. Um, anyway, let's move on to this next scene. Um, so. Where boring, ugly yes. Trivago daddy uh, <laughs> says some shit to Sue. Because yes. um, it's like the the school board yes. evaluation. Sue is marching them through the classrooms. She's wearing a skirt suit yes. and 
makeup. Oh, oh, wow. She's a woman. She can walk in high heels amazingly now. Um, well, I mean, those yeah. first ones were like really like super tall. Yeah, she was. And like not to be like, re- I mean, Jane Lynch did a good job of acting as someone who like doesn't wear high heels very often. But she was like stomping around in those high heels. And like this scene, she's yeah. much more femme. Um, or at least much more femme presenting. Yeah. And so uh, Truvago apologizes to her for misgendering her before. Um, Which is so fucking awkward. Yes. Oh, God. I wanted to turn myself inside out. Where he's like, I really want to apologize. I thought you were just one of the guys who wanted to be dudes. Guys being dudes. Drinking cold brews. Yeah, it's and- it's weird. It's very <laughs> weird. Um, and Sue's just like, no, I'm a woman. Yes. <laughs> They go into the choir yes. room where Figgins has been standing alert, waiting for them to come in, and he reveals his plot. Yes. He's the one who started the gasly so that he could frame Sue for endangering children. Well, he I don't know if he started the gas leak, but he is aware okay, of it. Okay, but he must have. He must have, right? Like, how else would he know well, about he caught, it? Well, he found like, Jake when he passed out there. He did, but like, no, you're. Oh, okay, I just feel like it's it's better storytelling to have figures. If if they had done it in the actual show, I would have enjoyed it very much. I agree. They didn't though. Is the problem like if they had just been like, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so Figgins reveals. Oh no, there's a gas leak. Sue's been endangering all the kids, and then Sue reveals. Oh no, no, no! She knew there was a gas leak, and she fixed it herself. Because she is a yeah, she fixed it already. She is aware of when a dream sequence has been caused by a gas leak. Um. <laughs> she's a she's a champion, yes. and she's here to do that. Um, and it's like Figgins, like cowers, like no. <laughs> he wilts like a <laughs> like a defeated Voldemort, and then um. and, and then Sue. Uh, well, so the Trivago guy, he goes up to Sue, and he's like. Wow, you really are impressive. And then this, like, I don't know, spindly ginger woman yes. is like, Yes, Sue, you're amazing. We want to make you principal. Yes. And then Sue's like, Oh, well, Mr. Trivago, would you like to go on a date with me? And she gets handily rejected. Yes, it gets real weird real fast, also. Like, <laughs> like Trivago dude is like, um, no, I do not want that. And then the other school board... I do not want to the do school that. Bo- the other school board members look awkward. And, like, part of me wonders if this is, like, going to be the way that they're going to be like, oh, she didn't get the principal job because she came onto the superintendent right when she got <laughs> announced that she got the job. Um, but they don't really give us anything here besides, like, the no. weirdness of the moment, which I guess is fine. Like, it is awkward to get rejected. Yeah, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, now we see Blaine in the auditorium. Yes. He's standing on the auditorium stage. He's like got this speech where he's like, am I losing my mind? Yes. Like what's going on? And then Tina puppet, he's wearing Tina puppet and he brings her up and he's like, no, Blaine, you're fine. Yes. No. Okay. Um, it gets, I, I just have to call out what you just said. You said he's wearing Tina puppet, which 
is yeah. true in a factual sense, but is the grossest <laughs> way to describe puppeteering I've ever heard. Um, anyway, Sorry. no, you're fine. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> Tina Puppet is here, and then Tina Puppet references the time that she rubbed vapor rub on his chest. Yeah, like he he acts out this like whole fantasy because he Blaine's like, I feel like Mel Gibson in The Beaver. Yes. And Tina's like, no, Blaine, you're more like Mel Gibson in Mad Max in all that leather. And and Blaine's like, leather? Tina, what are you talking about? Oh, my God. The fact that, like, it's so good because it's in reality. Like, Blaine, we've seen Blaine, like, manipulating puppets before. So we know that he's doing this. Like, this is... This is also another hint that Blaine has a leather fetish <laughs> because for that Freddie Mercury number, he had a whole leather outfit just waiting That's true. for yes. it. So good point. Um, but yeah, and then so your smooth naked chest as I smooth vapor rub all over it. Which and then to interrupt this, <laughs> the high pitched Tina voice. I don't know. <laughs> well, the, the best part is to interrupt this. Real Tina arrives wearing the exact <laughs> same dress. Which, how, <laughs> what, which, be- no, it's perfect. but it, it's pointed out is the best part because he knows like, what is that? Is that me? <laughs> and then- what are you doing? What is that? And Blaine's like, nothing. It's nothing. It's just a puppet. And Tina's like, that's me. It has Asian eyes and it's wearing my dress. Yes. Which, which like. It's just so good. I love it. It's so good. It's amazing. And uh, Tina's like, listen, Blaine, I'm here to apologize. Yes. And tell you how great you are. And like everyone in the Glee Club apologized. We all voted (laughs) that you should get to sing at nationals. And we, it's unanimous. (laughs) You controlled us with your manipulation. (laughs) Which, the best part, he learned nothing. Nothing. It was, it all, it all still is. Like, anyway. Um... (laughs) And there is another joke here about, like, please get your hand out from under my dress um, with the puppet, which is good. So then um, we move to Jake catching up to Marley in the hallway. Oh, was there anything? Yeah. Yeah. And then he he has a bit of speech. He has a little speech where he tells her he misses her a lot. Yeah. He wants to be a better person. He thinks that he can be a better person if she's she's with him. Like, yeah. That is not what he says. What he says is like, I can't be without you. Make me a better person, Miley. Like, demanding it of her. You make me a better person. Do it. And then Marley's like, no. (laughs) Yes, Marley refuses hard. Um, Because Jake professes his love and he's like, don't you feel the same? And Marley's like... No. Yeah, she's like, you're a good friend no. and teammate, but um, I don't really feel like you do at this point, I don't think, so no. So I'm going to go. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, the next scene is a Pamela Lansbury meeting. Yes. They're in the loft. Danny is not no. here. And uh, it Kurt Waltz... So first off, the band members sans Kurt are... Talking about how Kurt's probably going to disband the yes. band because uh, it was their first gig was so terrible, yes. and uh, then Kurt waltzes in with Cronuts. Oh my god! Oh, they're a gift from their second gig location, Williamsburg Music Hall. Yes, whatever which, that which, is. Well, Star Child and Santana are very excited. They seem to know what it is. Um, I don't though. I've never heard that name before, but. 
Supposedly, it's... It probably doesn't yeah, exist. Yeah, supposedly, it's like an up-and-coming music scene for Brooklyn, even though that is not, like, a club name, like the Williamsburg Music Hall. It sounds definitely like a performing maybe auditorium, like, but whatever. Maybe it's like a cool sort of hip take on it where they only serve gin or something. Ooh, oh, my God. That would actually be really cool. <laughs> Um, but so to kind of cap this all off, a package arrives from Blaine as an apology um, for missing their first gig, and they open it yes. up, and it is, well, it's the Kurt puppet for sure. Santana immediately is and, like, "That's creepy." Uh, and then Rachel's like, oh, are, "Is there one for each which of is us?" Amazing, <laughs> yes. And she goes digging to find her. Um, and this is, it's clear that Danny wasn't in the scene because they didn't make a Danny right. puppet <laughs> and everyone grabs their puppets. Starchild has one too and they put them on and they, they just well start doing the puppeting. Yeah, so, so, I mean, it cuts, it cuts as they're like digging them out of the box here to Blaine apologizing to Glee about how he's so controlling and he definitely didn't make them all still do the things he wanted them to do anyway. And he's like. Instead of being controlling, I hope to be more of a leader. Which, yeah. Cause... <laughs> and then Kitty makes like a snide comment and he's like, whatever, Kitty. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, well, I'm sure you're still going to be bossy, though. And Blaine's like, no, I'm going to be a leader. <laughs> Ever heard of it? Well, and he makes some references about cutting the strings. Um, yeah, and... some puppet references. And then he says, as an apology... I have these for you. And a big box gets brought out and it's puppets. Yes, it's, it's all the puppets that we saw um, before in the dream sequence. In in reality, but, I guess Blaine made yeah. all of them. Blaine made them, <laughs> which I, I guess it would help to like have the, the concrete vision of what each one is supposed to look like. But still, how, how long did it take him? A, like... a week, apparently. Maybe less than that because... Maybe that's what he did during the eight hours of, of detention. detention. <laughs> saying, well, but he didn't have anything with him. I mean, uh, it's fine. I Like, it doesn't really make sense, but I'm okay with it because it means that we get what is coming yeah. now, which is that everyone manipulates, yes. like, everyone is puppeteering their own puppet. So that way they can they yes. can do this number. They do the fox. You might, you yes. might remember this from 2013. It's... You might remember this as the best meme yes. ever. Yes. Um, so it starts, I, I don't like how it starts, to be quite honest, where they're all wearing the weird mm. animal masks. Oh, yeah. So, so the, you know, the the bits yeah. where it's like... Dog goes woof. The, the, ho- the horse, the dog goes woof. What does the horse say, Maggie? The, the ele- and the elephant goes toot. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then, um, but then once they get to what does the fox say, they all... Cow goes moo. They all pull out their yeah. puppets. And then for the rest of the number, they're doing this choreography with their puppets. With their puppets. And also, in addition to this, so there's also a Blaine puppet, which is fun. Um, but on at the same time, in New York, uh, Rachel, Starchild, Santana, and Kurt are playing... They're playing a- Catan. Okay, see, that's what I thought too. <laughs> but I lo- when lo- like looking closely at the board, it looks too complicated to be Catan. They're playing a board game for <laughs> so they're, sure. They're playing a more complicated board yes. game. What the fuck? But they have all of their puppets as well. And they are also like, there's a, there's even a shot. <laughs> they're also singing. There's, a, there's even a shot where the people aren't there. It's just the puppets around this table. And it's just like, 
Yes. I mean, you can tell that they were having a good time when they did this number, which is really, I mean, how could you not, though? That's what you yeah. want, right? Is that like, I just want to see them all have a good time and smile at each other and be friends, yes. even if it's just the cast doing that, <laughs> yes. you know, it's fine. Um, so the, the New York folks are singing the same song. Yes, of course. Uh, it turns into like a band practice setup where <laughs> Rachel and her puppet share the mic. Yes. Well, there there is some oh there God. is some really fun puppeteering work in that scene where like yeah, Rachel and her puppet are sharing the mic. Kurt's puppet like covers his mouth at one point, which is fun. Um, I don't know. I just I feel like there's some really fun puppeteering work in this. Like, yeah, everyone just had a good time yes. with it. <laughs> Which is great. Um, The cuts back to McKinley are really awesome, too. It's a lot like the Fox music video where, like, everything is really foggy and and they, like, emerge from some greenery. Yeah, but it's like... That's obviously fake. That's the best part is it feels like it's, like, a very, like, obviously fake, like, like, even, like, elementary school, like sketch kind of like like skit where like they're all like forest animals like in this like grass jungle like uh it's just really good um yeah it's so good uh it's really amazing tina has like a solo yes what's up tina uh blaine does sing the majority of it though of course yes well jake jake also has a solo bit which so maybe that explains why he was so important i don't know but it's good it's all really good it's a very fun time. Artie, Artie does most of the fox noises. Yes, yes the <laughs> wubba dub bubba dub bee doop type of stuff. And that's yes. it. So that's the end of the episode. So, what's the podcast business? <laughs> what does the podcaster say? Podcast business. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's the podcast business. No, my first name isn't Baby. It's podcast. Business if you're nasty. Miss business if you're nasty. But it's a metaphor. And metaphors are important. Gold stars are important. Because gold stars are a metaphor for me being a star. As we do every week, we like to give out gold stars, best numbers, and ratings to kind of, you know, quantitate our Glee experience. Yes. Of course. We are researchers (laughs) delving into this. This is our fieldwork journal. And here is entry number... Uh, uh, 5.07. Yes. Here we go. Yes. So, um, as we do every week, we'll start with the gold star. Maggie, who would you like to give a gold star to this week? It has to be Blaine. I mean, come on. It's Blaine's episode. Yes, I also gave... Yeah, it's I Blaine. also gave mine to Blaine. I mean, you just... You have to, right? Like, it, it's... Yeah. yeah. I, Jake's good, too. Like, he's hot and f- mysterious. Yeah, but, but like... And, like, Blade. Sue is fine. Like, I like the fact that Sue is, like, thinking about her gender and, like, things like that. Like, I think that's a cool thing to show. Yeah. But, um, and she does a nice thing for, she, like, says nice things to Unique rather than all terrible things. Yes. So. Um, but also, I did have a, an honorable mention for Miss Alfano, that, that arts and crafts senior <laughs> elective teacher. Like, living yeah. her truth. Also, apparently, she tell, she taught them a lot about yarn for, like, months on end. So that's fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She sort of looks like Professor Trelawney yes. if you haven't watched the episode. Like, that's the yes, vibe. Yes, absolutely. Um, also, if you haven't watched the episode, come on. 
It's so it, good. You have to watch especially it. Especially if you've gotten this far. Like, you have enough of an understanding to know, like, how bad most of Glee is. But let's say, let's... Yeah, even if you've just, even if you've just listened to the episodes. Yeah. Like, our episodes, you know? Like, just watch But But ones. let's... And no, we won't yeah, tell. Well, let's save that for a second, Maggie. Let's first classify, what was the best number out of this episode? So our options are Into the Groove, The Vision, uh, and... Then we get into the dream sequences. Yes. There's You're My Best Friend, Nasty slash Rhythm Nation, uh, Mashup, and then we have the uh, Cheek to Cheek yep. duet, and finally, The Fox. Yes. So, Maggie, what do yeah. you think was the best number? I think I'm going to have to go for Nasty Rhythm Nation. Sure. Uh, I'm really tempted to do The Fox because I think, like, the ensemble performance is really good there um sure yeah yeah and i i think it's like a a good contender for best group number honestly uh depending on what they do at nationals i guess uh but yeah i think i'm gonna have to go for nasty rhythm nation the mashup's just dope it is it's it's one of those things where like i didn't even realize until like like part like once I once I looked it up and re- like saw that it was matched, I was like, "Oh yeah, no, of course it was." But like, it just flows really well. It's very good. Um, yeah, and the dancing is amazing. The black and white music video, yes. the the dancing before that part too, with the harem yes. and Marley's like sort of like angry, like I can be sexy too. <laughs> yes, like, yeah, it's really. I do really love that moment, just because like with the lyrics of the song and like the <laughs> dance she does, it's very good. Um, but I'm actually... Oh. All the numbers are really good, yes. though. I, sh- I should say that. I did like all of them. Except for maybe Cheek yes. to Cheek. It was a little yeah. boring. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was going to say, I, I'm going to give mine to The Fox, mostly for the reasons you're just saying. Very good group performance. Puppet choreography is amazing. Um, I, also, the song, like, how could I not? Like, it's... Mm-hmm. It's, it's, gr- it's a great it's song. Like, it's like it, It's nice because it's... It, it was... I feel like it was, like, as meme as Blurred Lines, but it didn't have all of the garbage associated with it. It was just weird. It was just yeah. a weird, like... Just wholesome. Yeah. A wholesome, like, surrealist yes. meme. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like you were saying, all the songs are really good. Um, it It's so weird that they use You're My Best Friend in retrospect for this, like, children's show segment that they have of Blaine, like, yeah. popping himself up. Because it's so good. Like, it fits perfectly. It's just... it. It's just weird because I, I feel like it's just a weird combo to think of Queen being featured on like a kid's like puppet show. Like if it was on Sesame Street. Oh, I Street. don't know. But. I, I could see that happening. Because um, Queen's like so ubiquitous. Yeah, that's true. Like you can, you can hear those songs anywhere, yeah. you know. Uh, grocery stores. Sex dungeons. Retail. Anywhere. Yeah. Um, Sex. Yeah. So maybe. You know, the racket. Let's move on to the last piece of podcast business, the slushy rating. Yes. Um, how many slushies do you want to throw at the, this? The Paramount. Yes, yes of course. I'm going to throw zero slushies at this episode. Uh, I almost, you know, it's not just to buoy my previous self, my past self, and like <laughs> yeah. not go back on what I've said. It's not just that like stubbornness side of me. It's not that. I really enjoyed the episode. Sure. I think the weakest subplot is probably Sue's, um, but like they don't really shy away from the idea like enough to make me upset by it. It is a little like stupid 
in that like the sue wouldn't be misgendered as a man like casually that just wouldn't happen yeah i don't think um so yeah that's that's really my one gripe but it's not a big enough gripe to throw any slushy so here i am I am the paragon of anti-bullying. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, I'm also going to go for zero out of five slushies um, for a lot of similar reasons. Oddly enough, um, I feel like the Jake storyline is the weakest here, mostly just because mm-hmm. it doesn't really relate to anything. Um, they just were like, I guess Jake had, some, like, obviously Jake has had some drama that we need to iron out, I guess, but like some sexy it just drama. didn't feel like it fit here like i was saying like his dream sequence feels like the most like 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 the least like ne- needed a gas leak excuse to happen um, yeah I, it is weird that he like goes in so hot and aggressive and angry at how everyone sucks at right? dancing like that part yeah. is like oh you're upset <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but um i don't i don't mind it though and i agree i think some of the sue stuff is unrealistic but i do and I I know that this is the reason they did the whole thing, but like the explanation of why she always wears tracksuits is funny, mostly because yeah, get, that eighties yes. flashback is dope the eighties flashback is very good. So I just I can't be mad at this episode. I I wouldn't say that like and like I was saying at the top of the episode, I wouldn't say that it's the best Glee, uh, Glee episode or like that it's like like amazing and everyone has to watch it. I would say though that it is. Definitely one of the best experiences I've had watching Glee. Like, <laughs> what about the um the like YouTube video I sent you of the oh my god the scenes of <laughs> like Darren Chris playing with that what? puppet? Like, should everyone watch that? Maybe I just the the thing about that is it it made me feel bad for Adam Lambert because he's not very good at puppeteering and like they made no, him do a lot of no. it. Um, well, it was for the promos, right. but. Surely. Also, Kurt, like, says some weird shit. Like, Chris Colfer is like, this puppet is really lifelike. Like, they really captured Kurt's <laughs> essence here. This this puppet is Kurt. <laughs> Look at the hippo brooch. And then we get, like, a zoom in of the hippo brooch. Holy really shit. Um, we'll have this, uh, this YouTube video linked on our Twitter. And you can hit us up there at SNM Hate Glee. Yes. Uh, that is also our email, snmhakeglee at gmail.com. Yep. That's where you should send your long form thoughts. Uh, you know, thoughts on the metafiction, thoughts on the show itself, all that sort of yes. stuff. Um, maybe just to praise us on how right we were about Blaine's character this whole time. We do. We would like you to be our puppets and just give us positive feedback on everything praise yeah. only praise please um, but yeah um you, we also have an instagram at snm hakely and we also have a patreon at uh patreon.com slash snm or if you search sam and maggie hakely uh in the search bar um we push most of our monthly donations to donating ourselves um we're still donating to the trans law center um because it's a good cause and yeah so yep. um if that's something happy pride exactly. everyone um Yay. So, yeah, I mean, if there is something else to say about this episode, super gay. Um, <laughs> but it uh, it's... Are, it's not that... I don't think it's that puppets are... Are puppets gay? Like, puppets are definitely... I feel, like well, they definitely have connotations of being, like, in the queer space, I feel like. Because, like, yeah. weird people like puppets, like, in weird ways. But, like, <laughs> normal people can like puppets, too. So, but... um. Puppets are universal. That's why they like little kids right. watch them because little kids aren't 
aren't afraid to like like things that are well, nice. And well, good. that was I did have a note. I didn't actually like write it down, but I when they had like the full scene of all of the people with like Blaine, I was like, this might be the most diverse episode of Glee yet because there are all so many different colors. <laughs> but like that joke didn't feel super good. So. No, it felt good to me now at the very end of the episode, and I'm going to keep it in. And with that, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week for the previously unaired Christmas episode. But but that's literally the name, y'all. Like, it's season five, episode eight, previously unaired Christmas. I'm already already angry, Maggie. I'm already angry. Sam, listen. Listen, I haven't watched it, but I watched, like, the first, like, minute or so um uh as i was getting stuff set up because netflix just kept playing and i was like whatever i'll watch a little bit and it opens with jane lynch like she's dressed as sue but she introduces herself as jane lynch and it's like an out of like diegetic (laughs) oh my god (laughs) universe oh no like oh no oh god (laughs) we're gonna break this whole thing wide open so if you're excited I'm excited, if, though. If you're yeah. excited for that, make sure to join us next week for our Christmas in June episode. Um, but <laughs> until then, I've been Sam. And I've been Maggie. And we hate From Glee. From the top. <laughs>